The Heart and Soul Music Festival is back. This time it's bigger and better than ever. Saturday, October 14th, 3 p.m. in the Apaca Amphitheater with Atlantic Star. Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen's Sports Talk. Baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Uh, yeah, the great Terry Cashman with Talking Baseball, introducing our Talking Baseball edition of the podcast. And once again, happy to welcome Joe Finger and Jay Cresswell back to the show. Gentlemen, hello. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Thank you Jeff. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. Yes, this is always a fun time of year. So this is our uh, heading down the home stretch of the baseball season version of uh, this particular uh, baseball edition. And so let's first start off with our team check-ins. And Jay, we'll lead off with you. Sure. Uh, my Pirates are valiantly staying in next to last place as we speak with a solid three-game lead on the whatever happened to the St. Louis Cardinals version of this year. Um, you know, all the kids are up for like a couple months. All the guys they've been talking about all along are up. And like most of the they look like true major leaguers in that they're all batting 220. Um, but lots of energy, lots of positive, lots of run out every ball. Scrappy. Yep, very. Take the extra base. You know, uh, Andy Rodriguez, the catcher, is second in the majors in throwing out base runners. Um, you know, Reynolds has come back and is having a good second half. Key Brian Hayes is as hot as anybody over the last month, and uh, they just have no pitching. You know, they have Mitch Keller, they have Oviedo, and then now it's like three openers for the other slots. So they brought Priester back up from the minors. Uh, he'll probably start in the next couple of days. And there's a couple other guys. They have four guys on the Tommy John list, uh, two of whom should come back. Well, I guess it's too late to come back this year but we'll be ready for next spring. So all in all, better than it could have been. Still not sure the uh, front office cares about winning other than following their system. And then, oops, suddenly they'll be in a position to win and they'll have to do something. Uh, and I'm thinking at next year they'll sign a couple of more Rich Hill types to pitch. They'll have to find a first baseman. And I think Carlos Santana actually wants to come back to Pittsburgh and he would be great. So other than that, I think they're good. Uh, they're letting the kids play, and they're learning how to be major leaguers. Yeah, and so 
hopefully at some point, I know to your your hope that uh, they will actually be able to grow these guys and keep it together and actually you know get become a winning team uh, and compete for playoff spots. Yeah, and I was I was there three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. It was a month ago. I was there. I saw them beat Detroit four to one on a Tuesday night. You know, there were nineteen thousand people there. It wasn't bad. It's a beautiful. It's the best view in the majors, uh, maybe excluding San Francisco for uh, sitting at a baseball game. But uh, the crowd's into it. You know that they've proven before that if you provide a winner, the fans will support it. So let's hope. Uh, that's on the way next year. Yeah. By the way, I love what they do, uh, uh, especially around the the school season with the six forty starts. That is fantastic. Yeah, I almost have to remind myself. Uh, I did that tonight. I missed the first inning because I forgot about that, and so they did that for the school season. However, what you run into occasionally is uh, last night it was rainy, it was wet, it was an early game. Uh, oh, I'm saying, no, Monday night, that was the case. It was early, it was raining, it was wet, and there was a Monday night football game on. And uh, you could, there were maybe 8,000 people there. Mm. Uh, but that's okay. We all know the owners uh, make money even without people in the stands. So uh, hopefully that changes come April. There you go. You know, when when we were together a couple of months back, uh, Jay, the Pirates were still kind of in the thick of the race at that time and there was a lot of uh enthusiasm for that were you surprised at all at how things have gone the last couple of months or were you sort of like eh, kind of expecting it or what happened? expecting it for sure I, you know i'm a glass half empty person i love the 20 and 8 star we like that about you jay <laughs> <laughs> uh, but knowing how they run the team this wasn't supposed to be the year where they got good so when they got good, they didn't know how to shift into second gear, uh, the front office, that is. So when they started falling apart and they, you know, everyone who's on the waiver wire, well, let's give him a shot at shortstop. And, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. The good news is um, O'Neill Cruz will be back uh, in April uh, to start at shortstop again. And then they'll have a couple of those Tommy John pitchers back. So, um not surprised at where they're sitting now, but I predicted 72 and 90. Uh, that right now they're at about 78 and 84, maybe a little worse than that. Yeah. Or uh, will be. We'll finish that one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got a good, good shot at that. And like I said, and then they have not played, they have not played bad. They, yeah, no, they they're winning most of their series, save the Brave series but they, recently. But uh, they gave us uh, they gave us fits. <laughs> yeah, and they should and they split with the Braves last time and should have won three of them. So they, those are the kids getting up for the competition, is what that is. Yeah. All right, Joe. Let's uh, get the lowdown on your Minnesota Twins looking playoff bound. Uh, yeah. One of my burning questions from last time was, will any team in the AL Central finish with a winning record? And I, I think we can now safely say yes, one. Minnesota <laughs> <laughs> Twins. They had three really good things going for them, and that was Chicago, Detroit, and Kansas City. I will now add a fourth to that, the Cleveland Guardians. They actually have four very good things going for them. Yes. Cleveland is like nine games under 500, and yet they're still in second place in the central in some ways i think that's even more astounding and indicative of the type of division that 
the Twins are in than the fact that the Twins are maybe six games above 500 and, and leading and on their way probably to winning that yeah. division. Uh, but, you know, the uh, Twinkies have played somewhat better in the second half. They've been six or seven games above 500. Uh, they've kind of leaned on some of the young players a little bit more. I, I I thought a couple of months back a key player was going to be a young man by the name of Royce Lewis, a former number one pick of the Twins, and I think he was like the third overall pick in the MLB draft a few years ago. So he's like a, you know, a five-tool guy who's had a lot of injuries, a couple of major knee injuries that have set him back, plus the whole COVID thing. Well, he's finally relatively healthy and playing, and he comes up and hits three grand slam homers within the span of about eight games. Yep. He's a dynamic yep. personality, and, and you know how it is. You, you get one guy like that, and, and that sort of enthusiasm is contagious, and all of a sudden other guys start playing a little bit better. Yeah, like De La Cruz would be another example, right? Yeah. Uh, he was – we talked about him, and he's kind of um, – didn't he cool off a little bit since yeah. when last we spoke? I think. Yep. Yes. The league caught on is what happened with him. Yes. What was that, Jay? The league caught on. Oh, yeah. As, as I think you, you thought maybe it was going to be the case. That was yeah. predicted on this show, yes. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> That's right. Which was where everybody turns to for, you know, for what's going to happen the next day Yes, in the major leagues. But, yeah, the Twins, uh, you know, they've got a young second baseman, Eddie Julian, who's, who's um, struggled early. But then because of injuries, it was more or less forced to be put into the lineup, and he's played quite well. Got a kind of a sweet left-handed swing. Um, Kirilov, the young first baseman, is back playing. Um, so, you know, so got some good young players who've really, really been the key. Uh, the 60 million plus a year they're playing, paying combined for Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa certainly hasn't been worth it this year on the offensive side. Buxton, you know, sadly just continues to have trouble with the knees to where he can't yeah. play in the field. And, you know, I read today where, you know, they're going to give him a cortisone shot to try to, uh, help him through. Um, some of the uh, patella tendonitis that he has. When I, when I start hearing that kind of thing, uh, you know, I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't know what the long term prognosis is. I think of Tony Oliva, the great Twins outfielder back in the, you know, late '60s, early '70s, whose career was short circuited a bit because mm-hmm. of knee problems. Fortunately, the DH, DH came along right near the end of his career, and he was able to play a couple seasons. But uh, so what Bux is able to do remains to be seen. Correa, very solid defensively, but he's had a horrible year at the plate in many respects. I think he's leads the major leagues in grounding into double plays and that sort of thing. So he's he's heard the boo birds, but uh, still they put a pretty decent lineup on the field. Uh, their um, hitting has improved marginally. They still hit a lot of home runs. Uh, the pitching's cooled off a little bit due to injuries, especially in the bullpen, but still pretty decent pitching. Uh, they're kind of an odd team statistically. The the Twins pitching staff leads or is very near the top of the league in strikeouts. So they they've got guys who can strike out hitters, which is something new for Twins fans. We're not used to seeing that. Twins hitters, on the other hand, by far continue to lead the major leagues in strikeouts. They strike out a lot, but they're also very much near the league lead in walks. So they walk a lot, they strike out a lot, and their pitchers strike out a lot. So I don't know what it must be like to see a Twins game this year. <laughs> sort of like Joey Gallo baseball or something. <laughs> I'll bet it's under three hours, though. <laughs> it's a very weird kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, look, they get into the playoffs. Uh, a short series, who knows what might happen? They've got some right. guys who can pitch very well. 
Um, you know, that big trade they made during the offseason where they sent Louis Arias, the reigning AL batting champion, to Miami for Pablo Lopez didn't look that great early on when Arias was, you know, chasing 400. He's still a great hitter, but he's hitting closer to 350. Lopez, on the other hand, is tied for fourth in the major leagues with 19 quality starts, which is a statistic I am glad to see. I've yeah. long thought that was a stat which tells a lot more about how a pitcher is doing than some of these other numbers. So he's had a lot of quality starts, and he's uh, very near the top of the league in strikeouts. So that trade's not looking quite as one-sided as it did. And so, hey, you know, I remember the 87 Twins won it all with a – I think they won like 80 – either 85 or 87 games that year. Not that I really think that's going to happen again this year. But like I said, you never know. Um, they got some young players, and if they get hot at the right time, short series, we've seen it happen before. Yeah. Braves won 88 in their World Series year. Yeah, and we've seen teams win 104 and not do much. Which I think yeah, well. We did 100 last year. And and, 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 and other teams as yeah, well, not just yeah. the Braves. You know, I've had those kinds of seasons. So that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Well, I will say this. The Braves are right now the only team in the major leagues that have a 100% chance of making the playoffs. So they have already <laughs> – They're in. <laughs> they're in. Yeah. that Sunday, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're there. They did an awesome product they put on the field, really. Yeah, it has been amazing to watch this night after night. The 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 numbers are just eye boggling. Matt Olson has tied Andrew Jones for the all time Braves single season home run mark at fifty one, so he's sure to break that uh, anytime soon. Um, you know, you look at you know how many guys they have over thirty, and you know the you know. They've, they've got Olsen, they've got Acuna, they've got uh, Riley, uh, Ozuna, which, you know, I buried him early in the year, and uh, yep. he, he turned it around. And uh, uh, Ozzy Albies is one off the 30 mark uh, as well. So that's all working out. The pitching has been interesting to watch. Uh, you know, Charlie Morton gives you, uh, you know, a solid, you know what you're getting from Charlie Morton night in and night out, you know. Guys like him that are grinders are kind of tough to watch because they walk a lot of batters and and all that. Yeah. But you know he 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 bears down, gives them six innings, gives them a chance to win. They got Max Freed back; he's uh, rounded back into form. Uh, you know, it's just you know Bryce Elder. You know, he had a little bit of a hiccup at midseason, but he seems to have gotten back on track. Uh, as far as that goes, and you know they've been plugging guys in here and there, and just uh, just kind of getting through it. And of course, all the offensive run support means everything. Uh, you know, what must it be like to be a pitcher knowing that you're going to have that lineup behind you? I and mean, that that's got to be worth something. Uh, and I don't mean just theoretically. I mean that that really has to translate into uh, enhancing the pitching. Yeah, and they've often they have scored tons in the first inning this year. And so, I mean, they're walking out, you know, on, on a home date, they're walking out with the lead, you know, so, yeah, you know, that's a, I think Sunday I, w- I was looking at the lineup before the game and all nine of the Braves hitters had at least 10 home runs. Yes. I mean, how, when does that yeah. happen? Yeah. I, it, well, and I was going to bring that up. The Minnesota twins, I believe still hold the major league record with 307 home runs from the great La Bamba season a few years back. Might the Braves 
beat that. They're certainly going to challenge it. It appears it's going to be it's going to be close, but they're but they're they're on track at this point. Yeah, and you know, and, and like I haven't even talked about you know uh, Eddie Rosario. You know he. Yeah, you know he's he's a streaky guy. You know he's uh, still around. He's still around. He's got he, every day, Eddie. He's got over he's got over twenty home runs. You know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. You just look up, uh, you know, Michael Harris the third. You know, I mean, you could just na- talk about and the big, su- you know, uh, not maybe big surprise, but the big story. You know, a lot of people don't talk about is you know they let Dansby Swanson walk and Orlando Arcia. Wins the job. He was not projected to win the job. They they had two uh, AAA players that uh, they thought might win that job, and you know he he's put up an all star season at shortstop. So it's yeah, it is mind boggling the concerns I have lately. And you know, no matter how, no matter how great a team is, and of course I am a pessimist. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you guys asked me in the last show, what is their weakness? Um, the bullpen has pitched well, but. In the last couple of weeks, they've given up a lot of runs late in the game, and that is a little bit of a cause for concern uh, as the, as they get into uh, get into the postseason. And again, the way the postseason is set up now, you know, it really does. You know, if you come in as a hot team, the records don't yep. matter, and yep. and the way they do the seating as well. You know, it, it can also be a little bit sketchy because the Braves could end up after they're by playing the Phillies. When if you would seed them and do them like the NFL does, you know they you know they'd be playing somebody else. So yeah, it's you know they've got what they wanted with the playoffs in baseball. You know there there's a to me there's quite a bit there is some unpredictability. Although in the end, you know, we saw the Astros, you know, were were a dominant team. The Braves had a, you know, they were a hot team. You so you you got both ends of the spectrum there. You know, the Dodgers have been to the World Series several times. You know, you can kind of count on the top teams at least getting there. But you know, I I would not wager any of my mo- my own money. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to yeah, the prize. It's always kind of been that way. You know, 162 games, I mean, that structurally is designed to get the best teams over a long period into the playoffs. I mean, if, if you win your division over 162 games, you probably deserve it because you've endured that that grind. But the team you have in October, as we all know, is may may not be anything like the team you had in July or right. or April. So on, on the flip side of that, we we see these kind of uh, unpredictable outcomes in postseason time. And I, I I empathize with you, Jay, when you or Jay, uh, Jeff, when you you are a fan of the obviously the best team over the course of the season. Um, on the other hand, Twinkie fans like us, like, hey, we're just, you know, reset. I don't care if we get in at 81 and 81. We're in. Yeah, we're in. <laughs> so I'm coming from a much different vantage point this year. Yeah. And, and you know, the fact they had, what is it, 12 teams now in, in the playoffs? Or is it 14? Right. Yeah. So, 12, I, I yeah. So, 12. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, so the opportunities Wait. to fall uh, yes. are greater. <laughs> so, <laughs> It is. It is. It is interesting. So, we were talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. and uh, it was interesting uh, as they entered their series with the Dodgers. They're 
started to be some talk percolating about Mookie Betts being an MVP uh, of the league. That weekend, Ronald Acuna said a big fat nope to that as he <laughs> as, as he destroyed the Dodgers as they took a three out of four of that series. Uh, and just looking at the season he's had, 132 runs scored. That is now a brave single season record. So you look at that. He became the first 30-60 guy. He may make 40-70. Good Lord. That's a, yeah, I think he will unless they, they rest him. Yeah. I mean, he's on track for that. Yeah, he's got 37 home runs. And uh, the steals are at sixty-five. So he, yeah, he'll make it. Yeah. So you think of that as far as all that he does. He's driven in ninety-seven, so he's going to drive in a hundred runs probably. Yeah, from leadoff. Yes, from leadoff. And then the one number nobody talks about is he is batting three thirty-three. Yeah. Hence, all the opportunities he's had to steal bases and all that. He cut his strikeout rate in half this year. Yep. Um, this is just kind of a mind-boggling season when you when you look at it. I saw the A-B comparison between Acuna and Mookie just a few days ago. It's not even close. I mean, I understand the love for Mookie for sure, but, and you know, he can play any position. He's got a great arm, a great head. He loves, you know, he's... Everybody loves him, but he can't touch Acuna statistically this year or even for what he's done for his own team. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, you know, Freddie Freeman's having a great season, but his, you know, he's got a crap load of doubles. I mean, you know, he's he's been been wearing that track out. Um, And then, you know, you could even consider Matt Olsen an MVP candidate as well. But, but yeah, from, from, you know, if you've, the, the old tool, five tool player, that old phrase, you know, that's a uh, pretty incredible, you know? So I saw somebody said, well, all these stolen bases are a fact that the bases are bigger. No, it's not. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. It's the limited it's the throw size for everybody. Yes. It's the limited throwovers and it's a shift that, yep. have, that have made the difference there. So, nope. uh, it's, it's been incredible to watch and, you know, you, you look at how he came, you know, last year he came back from the knee injury the, the previous year. You could tell he was yep. not 100%. Uh, and actually, he's played all but one game in right field. He DH'd the other, the other day for the first time this season. That is probably why they won't rest him. They'll probably DH him a few times. Yes. Down the That's stretch. Not a bad idea. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, it, it's it's been amazing to watch. All I've run out of words. <laughs> Uh, he, he is the consensus MVP with this group, I think. Oh, without, absolutely. Okay. Uh, a question, and I'm, you watch them every night, so I don't know. Have people been throwing at him? Because I saw the dust up with the Pirates game, and I wonder if that's been a pattern. I think he's a little ultra-sensitive there. Uh, you gotcha. Know, uh, you know, obviously, a lot of this has happened because of the Marlins, because they were yes. they were hitting him all the time. And, yeah. and and so he's a little he's a little ultra sensitive because I did watch that pirate game. They started smack talking a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, first he, at bat of the game and it, an inside pitch, and now we're going to talk smack. Yeah, and so yeah, I think you know he's going to have to get over that a little bit. Um, but and you know, pitchers going to have to start pitching him inside. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you've got to take whatever whatever spot you can get. You know, yeah, and, and that's what the pitcher said back to him. Look, I'm going to pitch inside. You know, I'm not trying to hit you, but I'm going to try to get you off the plate. I mean, that's part of the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I can see why he's ultra-sensitive to it. Uh, sure. You know, uh, and actually I think the Marlins have actually behaved a little bit better this year in that regard. I don't recall as many uh, uh, close pitches uh, in his proximity. But, uh, yeah, he's got, he's, he, he's got to get over that. Do you attribute the whole Marlins thing to Don Mattingly as their manager before? <sighs> that seems to that seems to be where where it lines up from. Yeah. That, um, until the past year or two, the, everyone in the National League knew that Dusty Baker was going to throw at you. Okay, when he was at the Red, Reds and Cubs, and especially when he had Chapman in the bullpen in Cincinnati, but they, none of that has happened with him in Houston. Of course, he has a very, very talented team there. Maybe they don't need to dust people off as much. But I attribute that certainly to Mattingly as the manager in Miami. Yeah, I think that that has a that has a lot to it. Uh, I think we talked about it on this show too. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was before the uh, the COVID season when somebody changed the Wikipedia page of the Marlins to say the Ronald Acuna Jr. is the owner of the Miami Marlins. <laughs> Yes, yes, I love it. Now he's owning the whole league. <laughs> yes, now he owns everybody. Yeah. He owns MLB. Yeah, wow. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy season. Uh, and so yeah, I, I, I've run out of words. Yeah, he's he's been hit by a pitch seven times this year. Okay, so it's not, but he does not like it close. I will say that. Does he? And you again, I I don't see that many Braves games, but does he showboat a little bit with some of these home runs? Does he does he invite any uh, extra attention? Do it's you hard think? to say nowadays with the way players celebrate with the bat flips and everything like a lot that. Of them do that. It's 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 way more common. I mean, what maybe ten years ago that's probably looked upon as uh, yeah. you know yeah. you're you're disgracing the the game or something, but uh, yeah. you know yeah. they you know. It's, he did. What was it uh, when, when he when he hit one last night? You know, uh, the Braves have a thing where they do the arm flap for yep. the home run. He was doing it around the bases, uh, oh, okay. and he was. And I he, think I heard something about. And that. he directed yeah. and he directed that to uh, yeah. towards the, the the Philly fans, I think too. So, mm. uh, but you know, what you a, know, there's no finer group of fans to do that to. In my yes. oh, I have no problem against <laughs> the Phillies fans. Yeah, I don't care football, baseball. <laughs> um. He, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, he comes not even close to the Juan Sotos and Manny Machados of the world when it comes to showing off. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And actually, you, you know, in, in all the names I mentioned about the Braves this year, I didn't even mention Spencer Strider, who is oh, going to be the strikeout man. king. He, he's going to lead the league in strikeouts. Yeah. It's, it's a so yeah it's a, that's what makes it hard for me to, to talk about this team because it's easy to yeah. forget somebody there's so many guys <laughs> yeah really yeah and they're leading three one here in the bottom of the third so uh, hopefully we'll finish the Phillies off tonight and uh, enjoy that so uh, 
You know, I was going to jump in and yeah. talk about uh, a, a sports city that we haven't talked about. But let us just say it sucks to be a New York fan in football or baseball right now. Yes, it does. Oh, my God. Oh, shucks. Mets, Yankees, Giants. <laughs> what happened there? Boy. And, of course, the Aaron Rodgers thing, uh, you know. So, man, it, it's doom and gloom. Uh. Couldn't happen to a nicer group of baseball I'm not, fans. I'm not, unha- I'm, I'm not unhappy about that. <laughs> but yeah, think about that. You know, the uh, the Yankees have been eliminated. Yep. You know the the Mets went down the toilet, and boy, they went down hard too. That yes, they did. Yes, yeah, boy. And I did see the Scherzer is going to be on the shelf for the Rangers for the rest of the year you now. Saw that. It's so, yeah, so that's two high price pitchers on the shelf. Uh, uh, for the rest well, of the, year. the Yankees should have known early on this was going to be a forgettable season when they lost their season series to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, absolutely. And that, yeah. The last time that happened was 1961. Well, well, it just seems like that was that yeah. long ago. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like, wow. I, I feel kind of I, – I, it's like it took some of the uh, enthusiasm away from Twins fans. We took the season series from the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, the worst Yankee team in the last – the last twenty years, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. Yeah, but. are is it any different if Judge stays healthy this year or not? I don't think so. Maybe a little bit. Uh, right. I think they have a lot of other <laughs> a lot of other problems. I mean, they're still it. in last place. Yeah, in a good division, obviously. Yeah, um, and were it not for the uh, Nationals, the Mets would be in last place. And that's only uh, one and a half game difference there. So, yeah, Tom Verducci of Sports Illustrated. I I haven't read the whole article, but I, I just saw it uh, on SI.com, and it's entitled "The Yankees Are in Crisis. Their Descent Has Been a Long Time Coming," which suggests this isn't just about Judge being out for a certain number of games. They have not adapted. Apparently, the premise here apparently is that they have not adapted that well to the. Rule changes, they're one of the slowest, oldest, most strikeout-prone, yep. long-ball-dependent teams yep. in the league. They're everything the Baltimore Orioles are not and yeah. who's in first place. And they yeah, right? Baltimore and Tampa Bay are complete opposites. From yes, them. very similar t- teams that are, you know, and Tampa Bay's right behind the Orioles in a, in a good yep. playoff race right now. Yeah, and what was it they let Rizzo play with a concussion for a month? <laughs> it's just... Yes. It's like what's the problem? Yeah. Man up. <laughs> and <Are we> paying? <laughs> well, by God, in 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 the in the twenties, I mean the nineteen twenties, you had to uh, play with you if you were yes. concussed or not. So <laughs> yes. it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and this team might be that old too. So you know, it's just yeah that 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 is, that is some crazy stuff. Uh, uh, as far as uh, they are concerned. So speaking of stat lines, I wanted to bring up one of the most interesting ones of the year. Um, I know uh, what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, this is, this is amazing to me. Kyle Schwarber. He's batting 199. <laughs> so he's not, he's not, he's below the Mendoza line and he's actually on a little bit of a hot streak. Cause I think he was down around 180 uh, yes. at, at some point. He's so, killing it now. Yeah. But he's got 43 home runs and 94 RBIs. <laughs> and 99 runs. I looked up the stats. I, I saw you yep. sent out a teaser for us to check this out. And I, I knew it was kind of weird, but I'm, I was amazed when I started looking at these numbers. Yeah. So, so Very he's 
pretty close around 40% of his hits are home runs. He's only got a, he's only got 105 hits. By the, yeah. by the way, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I, and I did look at this number. Uh, 42% of his hits are home runs. Okay. <laughs> you know who else has 42% of his hits as home runs? Plays for the Twins. I think a wild guess. Joey Gallo? Joey Gallo. That's hard to Yeah, but the Twins don't have Joey Gallo leading off. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there would be a mutiny in Indianapolis. <laughs> Gallo leading off. Strike three call. <laughs> yes. And Schrober has more walks than hits. He has 117 walks. I mean, is is that not a stat line? It's like, you know, like a somebody having a heart attack or something. I mean, geez. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how a guy. To me, the more amazing stat was the number of runs scored. I, I can maybe make sense of it when I look at some of the other numbers. But how do you score ninety? I think I've read this right. Ninety-nine runs hitting one ninety-nine. Yeah, <laughs> he must have scored every time he walked, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Has to be leading off <laughs> because that's forty-three home runs. Well, that's forty-three runs there. there that still go. leaves them fifty-six runs. Well, yeah. score batting lead off, and those are non-home runs. More, more at bats, and he's on base a lot with the walks. And yep. the guys behind him are driving him in. I would imagine he gets hit a few times, too, because he's right on top of the plate. Mm. Uh, let's see. He's uh, five hit by pitch. Eh, not bad. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I saw the saw I, I saw a tweet about his numbers a couple weeks ago. I said, I need to hold on to this and see where he's at in a couple weeks when we do the show. And uh, So when, I, when we saw each other at spring training, the next day I saw the Pirates and Phillies. And Schwarber hit the first pitch for a home run. <laughs> it, it, you know, it was it was going to happen. I mean, from February, it was going to happen. And here he is sitting here with 43 home runs, but, you know, can't beat Mario Mendoza. Yeah. And in context, what, that is second in the NL, if not third? 43. Yeah. So you look at... Yeah, you, know, you you look at it, he's only eight home eight home runs behind battles when you think about that. Yeah. Oh man. That's this very interesting number. So that's uh Oh you know what's funny? I just clicked on his on forty three in his home run total and I immediately got the video of all forty three home runs. Oh there you go. His I'm high, not gonna watch any of his them. His season highlight package. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that that that's that's incredible. Uh, yeah, let me. Yeah, I want to see that now uh, that I've uh, brought that up. NL home run leaders. All right, let's see. Nothing like doing a little Google work. Alonzo's got forty four. Oh yeah, and so Schwaber Schwarber would be third in the in the NL. So that's uh, yeah, he's only one behind Otani. Man, so. Whoa. Very interesting. So let's look at the playoff chase. Yep. Uh, so I'm, uh, let's start with the American League. You know, we've, we've, we had brief mention of uh, Baltimore and Tampa. You know, what an amazing season for the, for the Orioles, even yep. though their knuckleheads uh, uh, suspended their play by play announcer for 
actually speaking the truth on a that they gave him that they gave him yes in a in a package that aired before the game <laughs> it's like uh that's really their only black mark on the season right i mean you look at the you look at what they've done all season they're 91 and 53 uh thoughts yeah, on yeah they they sucked for years on purpose but built the team through you know the minor leagues and the draft and pickups here and there and uh look at this you know best record in the american league yeah that's uh yeah you look at the you know you look at the guys that they got out there Mullins. i really like santander he's a he's a he's a he's a terrific player um you know they've they've gotten good pitching all season long they you know i i think they're gonna be i think they're gonna be a tough out agreed Oh, they're they're for real, and you're right. They have built the team over the past few seasons. We saw it coming. Yeah, uh, and it was just a question of are they going to screw it up somehow? And they haven't. And they 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 um, kind of play a kind of an up tempo brand. They're they're not you know leading the league in home runs. Uh, I, I read something that said they lead the league in taking the extra base on the base paths. There they yep. they they. They beat you with the hit and run, the bunt, do all those kinds of things. And they're kind of, you know, reaping the benefit of what's been a multi-season retooling. And so good for them. And they, they've made it They happen. are 22 games over 500 away from home. Yeah. That's pretty they're remarkable, four, yeah. 14 games over 500 against teams that are over 500. Yeah, so they're so, going to be tough. They're going to be tough. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. So at this point, it's either them or the Rays winning the division. I mean, the Rays are only two and a half back, so it's still not yep. impossible for them. Um, but easily to say that, that, that they're both uh, both going to be in uh, from that division. So uh, let's first next we t- we've, we've kind of covered the Central because uh, you know Joe's got those four good things going for him there. Uh, right, the twins are the dark horse now, gentlemen. The twins are the dark horse. <laughs> so they're they're going to be in the question out west is who wins the division there? The Astros, the Rangers, or the Mariners? I know Jay, you could probably oh. speak to the Mariner uh, the the Bears, the Rangers aspect in this uh, equation. They have great pitching problems, especially in the bullpen. Uh, they can hit all day, but uh, there's no one they can trust in the bullpen. And even with Scherzer down and everyone else that got hurt, um, you know, they they took a nosedive because they had a big lead there. And then Seattle got hot at the same time. Um, and I'm looking at it right now. Texas and Seattle are tied for the last two wild card positions. Um, and Toronto is only a half game behind them. Uh, I, I think Houston will win the division. Um, simply because they've been there before, yeah. uh, although I don't like them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, Texas and Seattle, Seattle has just cooled off a little bit. The Rangers have two games in hand uh, with 18 left for them and only 16 for Seattle. So uh, we shall see. Yeah. I, you know, and frankly, I have a feeling that all three will get in and Toronto will not. Yeah. Uh, Texas and Toronto actually playing right now as we speak. Uh, so that's a, a pivotal, uh, pivotal matchup uh, as far as that is concerned. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, 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 
we're really down to where it's going to be, you know, one team out, left out of the, left out yeah. of the cold, as far as that goes. Uh, yeah, that's scoreless right now. Yeah. Yep. Just had that pop up on MLB TV. There you go. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's roll to the National League as I uh, change tabs to look at that. Um, yep. We know we we know the Braves are in. Uh, the interesting race uh, going on uh, in the uh, Central uh, with the Brewers up in four and a half games. So they're probably going to hold on to that, I think, is as, so. as, as where that goes. The Dodgers have a big lead in the West. So then as you look at the, the wild card scenarios there, uh, let's scroll over here. Yeah, so Phillies, Cubs, Diamondbacks, holding the three spots right now. The Giants, the Reds, one out. The Marlins are one and a half out. So they're your contenders for the uh, yeah. for the last wild card spot. Although, you know, the Cubs might still be catchable uh, as, yeah. far as, if, as far as that goes. But it looks like the Phillies are definitely going to be in. I think so, too. Um, my guesstimate here is that San Francisco overtakes Arizona for the final wild card spot. I think you'll see the Cubs and Phillies in there. I don't I don't believe in Cincinnati or Miami. Yeah, no, Miami came back to earth uh during the course of the season like I thought they would. Uh you know, the Reds had their had their big flash. They're 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 hanging in there. Uh but uh yeah, that's a that's an interesting aspect. Uh, and then, what is it? Uh, is it even or odd years that the Giants win the World even. Series? It's even. Okay. <laughs> Not this year. Not this year. <laughs> so, no. Nope. Nope. But but they'll get it. The Cubs resurgence was kind of uh, out of nowhere. Cody Bellinger got that. Got that, that kind of surprised me. I was like, wait a minute, where did the Cubs come from? Yeah, they, they were, were literally on off. the verge of selling. Yes. Yeah. And they got hot. Yeah, that's incredible. Good story going there. Who knows? Yeah. Let's see what they do. Yeah. Uh Cody Cody Bellinger uh, resurrected his uh, his career cuz I mean, you know, he he was a he was a tremendous well, he was MVP with the Dodgers, wasn't he? Or yes. or at least a contender for it and then you he know, was. And boy, then he went down, he went down to drain and now he's uh now he's crushing it like he was before so he's he's lining up a payday i think <laughs> yeah he's going to get paid yeah <laughs> so that and maybe by the cubs yep that's a possibility i i heard today that evidently he is uh he has definitely said that that his experience in chicago is the most fun he's ever had so they might get the hometown discount and he'll wish Cubs fans well when he signs with the Yankees or somebody. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? Either? I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Lord. yeah. He might want to talk to Rizzo first before he makes that move. <laughs> there is no concussion protocol in the Big Apple. Yes. <laughs> right. It, it, God, that's funny. It, do, it does not exist. All right. So before I go to uh, – I, I we're going to have uh, – Story time. I've got a couple stories to share. Oh, good. Um, but before we go to that, is there anything else you guys want to bring up from the current season to uh, discuss? Yes, and this is purely uh, selfish. Um, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, I will be in 
D.C. and Philly to see three baseball games. I'm doing the Nats and Braves on Friday and Sunday. And Saturday, I'm driving up to see the Phillies and Mets. And, you know, I've never been to a game where I wanted both teams to lose. Uh, But that will probably be it. And uh, the good news of that is uh, my former boss, who ended my employment 11 months ago, uh, feels so badly that he said he would be deeply offended if I didn't abuse his uh, his ability to get baseball tickets for me. And so for all three games, I have seats directly behind the third base dugout. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. So you'll be in you'll be in the Nat Stadium then. Yep, I where I've not been. And I've not been to Citizens Bank either, so two more to check off the list. Ah, very nice. Uh yes. Right it, behind third base, right above the dugout or down low. Well, in that section, let's put it that way. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll spot you on on the cover. I'll give you the heads up uh where I'm okay. at. Trying to okay. think is third the visitor this visitor dugout in DC because then you would be about the Braves dugout. It's the home dugout. It's the home dugout in Philly. Okay, so so in DC, you'll be above the Braves dugout then. Yeah, that is correct. Okay, I expect pictures, <laughs> and, and I'll be rooting for the Braves, but not very loudly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that would be wise. <laughs> <laughs> in Philly, I I can't root for the Mets or I'll, I'll be dead. Uh, um, but I'm just gonna sit and enjoy baseball. Yeah, I'm saying you just just go full neutral, neutral there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> or you could just boo everybody. Now that's true. Yeah, it that, would fit right in. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. All right. So I'm sorry, that was my interruption. No, uh, no, no. I, you know, we're here to talk about baseball stories and all that good stuff. So, uh, uh, talking about the uh, talking about the the travels. I mean, I, so I attempted to go to a Daytona Tortugas game uh, back in July because I wasn't going to be able to go to a major league game this year. So, all right, let me try the minor league game. And, of course, it was the worst rainstorm that I'd ever seen in Daytona. So it was a a trip for nothing. And I also missed out the chance because uh, former uh, NBA uh, star Vince Carter was signing autographs before the game. Oh, I love Vince Carter. Yeah, of course, he... Grew up in Daytona Beach, so uh, yep. yeah, he was going to be the he was going to be the celebrity signer, and I missed out on that too. It's like, oh man, do they still play at that Jackie Robinson? That Jackie Robinson, yes. Did they fix it up at all? Yeah, everything I've I've heard and seen is that they've uh, they've done some nice renovations there. So because I was there in ninety, and I was hoping they had fixed it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I don't think they'd still be playing ball there if they hadn't. Uh, have, yeah. you been, have you been there, Jeff, to a game? I, I have not. It's been a long time. It was probably in the 90s. Wow. Yeah. There was a senior league that formed for one year in 90 or 91. I think I remember and, this. And uh, I have a baseball autograph by uh, Cesar Cedeno and Rennie Stennett. From that league, and I never got to see them play. Though I saw the park at other times, but I never. And then the league folded after one year. Wow. Yeah, I yeah I do remember that. Wasn't that didn't the Orlando wasn't the Orlando team called the Juice? I think you're right. Yeah, I I'm 
triggering a deep long-term memory there too. When you said yes. juice, I'm thinking, yeah, I remember a juice. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Orlando teams, I'm sorry, Earl, I changed my tank top earlier today. I was wearing an Orlando Solar Bears shirt, uh-huh. which I guarantee you Jeff gave me. <laughs> <laughs> there was probably a good probability of that, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course, you know, they went away for a while, and now they're back playing again uh, yep. for quite some time. I have not been able to get into minor league hockey here in Orlando. No, it's, it, it's very minor. to say the least (laughs) that's the east coast league i think so that's really really down there yeah Mm. yeah i mean i i i'm i know like in the northeast minor league hockey is is a tremendous uh product to watch sure yeah so so there you go so story time so i heard this uh and i meant to bring these up in the last show but of course you know i i i must have lacked in show prep and forgot i had these notes uh, and I came across them uh, recently. So, oh, yeah, I got to do these. So are you familiar with the story of a Cincinnati Reds catcher back in the 40s that committed suicide? I am not. Okay. So the Reds had a catcher named Willard Hirschberger. And I think this was in 1940. And he uh, had had played, uh, was a uh, uh, very distraught over he, the fact that that you know he he made a mistake in a game and it cost them and uh, and, and whatnot. So as it turns out, so the the story I believe is told by the uh, Reds publicist and traveling secretary Gabe Paul. That's a, yep. a familiar name in baseball circles. Yep. So you know he called Hershberger's hotel room after he missed batting practice, and he says he wasn't going to play that afternoon. He wasn't feeling well, and then. Uh, the, the manager of the team wanted him there, even if he was in street clothes. Uh, evidently, Hershberger agreed. And then after he missed the first game of the doubleheader, um, they had uh, a friend of Hershberger's head to the hotel to check up on him. He found the door locked, asked an employee to open the door. He finds Hershberger's body. He had he cut his throat. And the story, evidently, and I don't know if it was Gabe Paul that related it, Back to the Reds' owner, or if it was uh, uh, Dan Cohen, but the story goes like this: that they called the owner, said, "I got some bad news. You know, Hershberger is dead. He committed suicide." And so they chit chat about that a little bit. And he said, "But the good news is, I got his meal money." <laughs> 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 oh. oh my god I, you know, I, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to laugh at right but yes. but <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with this Darryl. yeah where was this going yeah. yeah oh my goodness so Good so cra- cra- yeah, <laughs> crazy story but evidently that and I, I don't know who the red owner was at that time but but yeah they they, they evidently scrimped on everything so yeah I've never heard that one. Yes. When you said Reds catcher, I thought you were going to bring up the Joe Oliver, Ed Toppensy, both going to the same high school in Altamont Springs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was right down the street from where I lived. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, Joe Oliver. In fact, I I had a, I had a friend at one time 
who played high school baseball around that time, and he finished second to Joe Oliver in home runs oh, in high good. school. But wow! But he did not. He did not move on to uh, beyond yeah. high school. <laughs> yeah, Joe did. <laughs> yeah, yes. So Joe did pretty well. So my next story, uh, heard this during a Braves broadcast, and uh, uh, they were talking about Bobby Cox and Jeff Francoeur is telling this story on the broadcast. And obviously Bobby Cox was notorious for being ejected from games. Yes. Yeah, so I I believe he has the record, if I'm not mistaken. And isn't that record something like 162 or something A full something season, like yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 So missed an entire season. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so obviously with those ejections comes a fine from the league. And so Bobby told Jeff Francoeur that he cuts the league a $25,000 check at the beginning of the season and says, let me know when it's close to running out. (laughs) (laughs) That's priceless. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's why he's a great manager. He was always planning ahead. Financial <laughs> advisor. So that story wasn't as dark, thankfully. So <laughs> No, thankfully, no, Jeff. Suicide, come on. <laughs> Talk about the suicide squeeze play. <laughs> so yes, we've taken it we've we've taken it totally off the rails. So uh That's okay. Yeah. So yeah, those so those were two stories over the summer that I heard that is like, oh yeah, this is good. This is good podcast material. So, wow. good stuff. I also, yeah. I, I also tell you, I have now become, I am now in the rabbit hole of the product called dugout mugs. Oh, I've seen those. Yes, I've not seen you those. Pro- wow. I'm surprised. I first saw these in my like Facebook feed. So it's yes. a top of it's a top of a baseball bat, shaved oh. down. And you can actually drink out of it. And I have. <laughs> the trick to these beauties is it is it is twelve ounces even, so you have to pour slow oh, or yeah. it's overflowing. So they, they yeah. you know, like a twelve ounce glass at a at a restaurant has a little bit of wiggle room. These do not. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, they don't want to give you twelve point one ounces, you know. Yes. So uh so yeah, so I uh, I bought one. They got you know they they hit you back with the offer. Hey, this one's fifty percent off. Okay, um, I'm in. <laughs> well, if you insist. Yes, they make shot glasses out of the bottom of the bat. That makes the sense. bat handle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they they have aluminum ones. They've got yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's a very cool product. So you know, I'm probably gonna buy a couple more at some point. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. Christmas is coming, so you know. Mocking stuffers. Yes. So, uh, something so, like that. Yeah. So it's an easy rabbit hole to get down, down in. So there you go. All right. Well, this was fun as always, man. It's uh, it's always great when we get a chance to talk baseball and, uh, Ooh. you know, it's got a couple of weeks left in the season and the playoffs will be upon us. And then we will, uh, we'll have to break all that down. Uh, because you know, it's, 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 it's never too early or too late to have a conversation about baseball. So, Agreed. Agreed a thousand percent. And I already have my spreadsheet for next spring. Ah. Uh, I have the first three weeks of games for all the teams in Florida. 
And so just picking the games is what's left for me. Okay. And which week I'm going to go. So. Okay. So, you know, well, we will obviously want to know your travel plans to. Uh, and work. don't forget your Medicare card. Uh, Thank you. Okay, when you come to Florida. <laughs> I'll put it right next to my ARP card and we'll be in good shape. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, no, it did. You know, you always say it. It'll be here before we know it. And, uh, it will. but, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be great. We'll, we'll have to work out travel plans and, uh, yep. You know, I've got to get to, I keep saying it. I got to get to the Braves do place. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, Jeff, there is no excuse for you. A diehard Braves. They're real. They're really, <laughs> they're really drive, but worth it. Yeah, no, that's definitely, I'm, I'm definitely thinking that's an overnight stay. Uh, yes. If I make that trip. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So hope maybe that'll work out in your travels. So we'll see. Well, part of it is, you know, this past year, I why did I have to come back after a week? You know, I could have stayed. And so what I may be thinking of doing next year is doing a week and a half and staying in three different places since my uh, my free stay place is no longer there. Um, and like once north, once central, and once south, all on the West Coast. And so there could be a, you know, Fort Myers, Fort Myers, Northport, or Port Charlotte, three or four day period where I see all those parks down uh, there. So okay, that's good. That possibility exists. You know what? I just thought of what we should talk about before we go because uh, 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 Joe made some football reference earlier about the New York team. So, uh, what are your first week overreactions to your teams in the NFL? <laughs> um, in, you know. <laughs> The Steelers were awful. The Niners were fantastic. I think that proves that the preseason doesn't mean anything. And then the Steelers, you know, Cam Hayward is out for eight weeks and Deontay Johnson is out for several weeks and the center has a walking boot. And, you know, uh, they need to, they have the Browns Monday night at home. So if they blow that, the season is done. Ooh. Because everyone will give up on them mm. losing to the Browns at home on a Monday night. So uh, I still think they've got a, that division. There's four really good teams in that division. Any of them can make the playoffs. I just didn't see the Browns beating the Bengals the way they did. That was a so, bit of a beatdown. Bengals, yeah. Chiefs, Bills all got their butts kicked. Yeah. Or lost. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, Joe Burrow is horrible. On the yep. first week of the season, he last he still year he threw five interceptions in there, something like that yes. in week one, right? Yes. Like, what the heck? Yeah, I don't think he's one hundred percent healthy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Here is the other thing: I paid for the Sunday ticket. Did you? I was going to ask you guys that. Yeah, you? I was happy. My game was a national game. In case I was too stupid to figure it out, <laughs> um, but I figured it out immediately. Okay, it lit. You know, I added it to my. Roku stick and I found the games and they were all right there. Nice. It's a little more cumbersome than it was on direct TV yeah. where you, you could see all 15 games and just pick one and boom, you were there, but it's fine. One of the options that they do give you, you can see four games at once on your screen. The four box. But yes. the, yeah. But the drawback is they pick the four. Ah. So you get this option or this option or just watch your own game. Okay. So Okay. But it worked just fine, and the picture quality was spectacular. 
Good to know. I did not. Uh, I did not go with the Sunday ticket this year. Yeah, I opt. You know, because I haven't paid in years. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, going from going from zero to three hundred ninety nine dollars. You know, I don't have a YouTube subscription, so I'd have to pay the full freight. Uh, Correct. So, um, I did watch the. So they did put the NFL's version of the Red Zone on Direct TV, which just seems so odd. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, know, it's on two eleven, I think. Yes, and, and they actually ran it on seven oh three as well. Oh, that's that was smart. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look at that. Yes, so the, Scott uh, Anson is great. Yeah, I still like Andrew Siciliano better myself. I agree. Uh, I, think, I agree. I think he's I think he's much more polished, and he is the goat. He's the original. Um, yeah. uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you know. The red zone I don't prefer is better than having none. <laughs> so yes, <agreed>. <laughs> you have to be grateful for things, right? So yeah. So that was uh that was my and then we had the Sunday night game uh, where we demolished the Giants. I don't know if it's a case of Dallas being that good or the Giants being that bad or somewhere in between. You know, I'm really I think you got a little bit of both there. A little bit of both. I think the defense is world class. I think that's agreed. I think that's going to be what will make or break the Cowboys this year. Uh, you know, hey, if, if if they can win games this way and Dak Prescott can just be a pedestrian bus driver for 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns and, yeah. they, and they win, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to force him to make tough throws. Yes. Which he's proven to have trouble with. Yes, and, uh, and they, you know, and they've been, you know, I want to see Tony Pollard hold up the whole season. That will be that yeah. will also be yeah. key. But it looks like there's some good, sudden, good young backs, and I can't wait to see Deuce Vaughn get into a game. That's uh, <laughs> I loved him in college, so I think yep. yeah. So he could be you know if he if he would be seventy five percent of Darren Sproles, you got something. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. That leaves be- you and the Vikings. Um, same Viking team. They're either going to win by three points or less, or they're going to lose by three points or less every game. <laughs> um, <laughs> they've won all those close games last year. They lose a close one the week one this year. Same problems again. Interior offensive line. Cousins is getting the crap beat out of him. Yeah. Uh, an extra half second for him to throw makes all the difference in the world um, because he's not you know, he's not, doesn't have the great athleticism of a lot of the young quarterbacks. So I think that's an issue that we're going to be taking a close look at. Uh, the defense, I thought, played pretty well. Um, you know, Flores is going to bring a lot more intensity to that defense as the defensive coordinator. And I think that's, to me, going into the season, that's what I'm going to be paying most attention to because they were 31st in the league defensively last year, and yet we're 13 and four. There's no way in the world they're going to go 13 and four this year. I think they might actually have a better team this year. The record's not going to reflect it. Won't be the same, yeah. And and Detroit's got a really good team, I think. Uh, yep. Especially when you're considering they're in the mm-hmm. Central, where there aren't any really true dominant teams this year. And you know the Pack. I guess they look pretty good in their opener. So I think it could be a long season for the Vikings. Hopefully they'll be in it, but it's it's not going to be like it was last season. Yeah, you know I love Dan Campbell. Uh, you know he. Uh, what was it? Uh, you know, he he played for the Cowboys for a little while. He was the backup to Jason right. Witten, but he was a captain on the team. That's how highly he yes. was thought of as a leader. Uh, 
and they you know and they basically called him Captain Dan. That was his uh Yes, they did. That was his nickname and and he you know and and you know he, he looks like the guy that you know gets players to run through the wall, you know? That's yeah. <laughs> it's, That's him. Yeah. And you know and he he should have had the Miami job when he filled in as the interim. He he True. he proved he proved himself there. Uh, so yeah, they the Lions were kind of like okay, the, the, there's a team to watch this year. They might be one to keep an eye on. In my mm-hmm. worst nightmare, the Detroit Lions, who never make the playoffs, go all the way and win the Super Bowl this year. After the Minnesota Vikings, who have come so close for so long in the same division with Detroit, once again come up short. That oh. is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Better th- to talk about it now and exorcise them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a. I think that would be a year ahead of schedule. If they, oh my if they lord! The, I, I hope the- it's a generation ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Among the other many generations of, <laughs> of their yeah. futility. Oh um, man! But yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, I always, you know, it's it's very tough, you know, when everybody looks at week one. And it's like, okay, we're either a Super Bowl contender or we're already done. You know, that's well, let's uh, just settle down, everybody. Yeah. Just settle yes, down. you're right. Yeah. It's a you know, got to got to take a few breaths uh, where that is concerned. Um, like I said, I, I loved I loved beating the crap out of the Giants. I mean, that certainly had 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 an enjoyment level. Uh, can you? Yeah, can you imagine Giant fans coming out on a, what was that Sunday night? On the, the rain, it was kind of crappy. It was raining, and it was like they get, come all the way out to that game. And see their hometown Giants on Week One against the, the big rival. Just get the daylights beat out of them. I'm like what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> well, in the second half, there were no Giant fans in that stadium. <laughs> they yeah, were. They were were they? They were. They were all Cowboy fans uh, that, that were left there. And actually, I, I kept waiting, Jay. I kept waiting for Brad Sham to say the line. I always love that he he says. When when their team is winning in in blowout fashion, well, they're looking for a place to curl up and lie down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I kept waiting for that. He didn't use it this time in the in the fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, we got a long way to go there. So yeah, uh, thank you for the YouTube report. Uh, yeah, because I I I yeah I was I was close to to doing it pulling the trigger and I said, well, you know what? The Cowboys are going to be on out of their 17 games. Six at least. All, in this yeah. market, probably 10 or 11. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I figured, okay, well I'll just go with the radio call and the red zone channel. And for the, for the past year, I've been saying, finally, I'm going to get uh NFL Sunday ticket without having to buy a satellite subscription. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't, I haven't bought it. It's like, uh, do I really want to pay that much? Vikings are going to be on probably seven times. I'm probably going to see maybe eight Viking games. They're on a bunch of ESPN games. They're on a Thursday night game. They're on Prime tomorrow night. And they were on this past week. I said, I really want to do that. So, no, I didn't do it. I didn't pull a trigger on it. Yeah. Four bucks. Like, uh. I uh, bought it very early, and it was a hundred dollars off when I bought it. So I it was thought about that back in the forty-nine summer. at that yeah. point. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Now you've seen the ads for Directv saying switch to Directv and we'll pay for the Sunday ticket for you. Yes. I've seen that. <laughs> Smart. 
Yes. Yeah, it was smart actually. Yeah, it was smart, yeah. and uh, and and I guess uh, the NFL was a little ticked off. They said that you know because they used the claim that you you get every game on Directv. Dish yeah, Network's been saying that for years, cool. you know. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yes. oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay, what, whatever. Now I won't I won't feel too bad for Directv because they still have the Sunday ticket for three hundred thousand bars in the United States. Yes, agreed. And yep. those are all paid subs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, and it's a high dollar too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I I'm going to weep too many tears in, in that regard. Agreed. But yeah, my my big casualty was the Siciliano Red Zone. But you know, it if if they found a way to make make that exist, or if they would have ported him over. I might have considered it, but it's like okay, well, there's a red zone. I'll 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 see how that goes this year, and maybe reevaluate next season. So yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, speaking of uh, baseball, have you seen when MLB goes to the to the big inning on either the streaming service or on or, or on MLB TV? That's I did a, last night. That's a nice product. It really is. That's a nice product. I like that a lot. So that's very red zonian. Uh, it is a good word. Wow. It's a is that an adjective now? Red zonian. I yes. like that. Yes. <laughs> red zonian. Yes, I am creating all sorts of new phrases. So yep, yeah, they got the they got the Diamondbacks, Mets on one, Braves Phillies. Uh let's see what the other looks like. Marlins. Can't see the logo. Brewers. And they got Texas Toronto in a four box. So there you go. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, as always, thank you. Thank you. I always appreciate your time and always uh, appreciate the conversation. Sure. Absolutely, Jeff. Had a great time. Thank you. The Heart and Soul Music Festival is back. This time it's bigger and better than ever. Saturday, October 14th, 3 p.m. in the Apaka Amphitheater with Atlantic Star. And get ready to take a ride with Lakeside. Plus the smooth voice of Kenny Lattimore. And Raheem Devon. Don't miss Atlantic Star. Stephanie Mills. Lakeside. Kenny Lattimore. And Raheem Devon. Don't miss the 2023 Heart and Soul Music Festival. Saturday, October 14th, 3 p.m. in the Apaka Amphitheater. Early bird tickets on sale now at 